0: Friends, ah, how are you? It has been such a long time since we've conversed. <laughs> I've missed this and I've missed you no matter where you are. I welcome you to this season of Big Kid and the season of change. Not just as the seasons change, I see more of our trees turning yellow. If you have other beautiful fall colors, please show me. Last year at camp, Ontario had lovely reds, bright oranges. I want to see those. If you have them, please show me. We only get yellow in Brown. The grass is starting to go again, that weird brown color. But besides fall, the season of change continues as some head back to work and lots return back to school. To my parents out there, I want to remind you whatever you chose to do with your kiddos for the school year, whatever you were forced into doing, you chose the right thing, all right? No matter what else you see in comparison online. I'm sure that you took everything into consideration because these are your babes. Speaking of babes, here comes Alfred. Hello, kitty. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that was his hello. So again, I know parents, you chose what is right for you. Just remember that, okay? For my teacher friends, hoof. I feel I feel you. I see you. You are working 10 times harder than you were ever thought even imaginable, right? But this tells and shows us parents how much you care and that brings me so much peace. And I just wanted to send a thank you to all of you and everybody that's just working out there. all essential workers from top to bottom, everyone that's working just in contact with other humans. you are doing God's works these days. So thank you. I see you. I see you managing people's anxieties and helping where you can. And I see you doing what you can to keep everyone safe. (sighs) Either way, this isn't how we pictured anything. But shit, here we are, right? And right now, I'm glad you are here with me and Alfred. (laughs) In today's episode, I'm talking a little bit about our wedding that happened last month and our honeymoon. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to quickly tell you about what I have going on for the rest of the month of September because holy shit, we're already in the middle. Like how? How? Okay. I am so excited to offer weekly online kids' yoga and meditation. These are free and I'm hosting them over Zoom. So yoga is 30 minutes starting at 7 Mountain Standard Time and meditation is 15 minutes and it starts at 7.30. I wanted to create a space for you to come or for you to send your kid where we can reconnect and how I can show them how to reconnect with themselves before they go back into their Monday routines. We'll move our bodies and we'll get them ready for a restful night's sleep. So yoga and meditation will happen every Sunday for the rest of this month. This upcoming Thursday, which is September 17th, I have my last live free webinar on the Meltdown to Mindfulness Kit. And this is where we're going to go through page by page. We're going to talk more about the Big Feelings Blueprint and how you can help your kiddo through their feelings, big, small, and everything in between. With this kit, I'm helping you feel more confident during their meltdowns so you don't have any of your own. All right. Last one. I have my monthly a setup session at the end of this month. It's a free coaching call to anyone out there in the world that wants to get serious about how they're spending their time. We set goals, create actions and intentions to set you up for the upcoming month. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how this really helps change my life. Helping me figure out how to manage my time helps me plan a wedding in three months, (laughs) organize my biz, and still have a life. Hi friends! Welcome to the Big Kid Pod, where all are welcome. In this safe space, we talk about what scares us, what prepares us, and what makes us great. As big kids, we have learned the hard way that none of us really know what's going on. And we all have our own stories and journeys. And that's why it's always better together. I'm your host and guide, Christina, AKA KDC. As a life coach, children's yoga instructor, and mindfulness ninja, I hope to inspire you to dive into your life with more kindness, more courage, and more adventure. You ready? Let's get into it. Friends, now that we're back at it after the longest spring break of life, I want to know, where are you finding your power? I don't know about you, but I feel like I lost all of those strong embodiment, powerful habits and feelings over COVID. And I knew that I needed to find a way back to my light, my energy, my power. With the new seasons, you know more planets are in retrograde, <laughs> but we're looking for more comfort in our lives. The weather's getting cold. We're wearing more sweaters. Legit, we're looking for more comfort all around. And with COVID going on its seven-month rain now, so much of our lives during this time has been so out of control. So we're seeking more of it. I want to know, has that been true for you? This month for September, we are focusing on changing the survival habit of people pleasing, all right? I feel like I used COVID as an excuse to give up control on a lot of things, but re-entering back into the world during our honeymoon and our wedding, I knew this would be the perfect storm of an opportunity to work on my grace and building my energy back. This time has been the exact time to practice soothing. Again, the survival habit of people pleasing. My old survival habit of people pleasing is always looming. Don't get it twisted. Especially when meeting new people, I always just think right away, oh my god, I just want them to like me. But then I end up hiding or I don't say too much or I'll pull wallflower mode. I just wanted so bad for everyone to like me. And I remember feeling this energy, like going back to like the first day of school as like a first grader. And I would do and I would say all of the things that made me feel like I was being accepted. I was the loud kid or the class clown. During my emotional investigation around the survival habit, I realized that, again, it was developed from a young age, just like most of our survival habits. But it showed up a lot in my story where I would want to make sure everyone around me was happy. Parents, teachers, coaches, friends, partners, anyone that I came in contact with. I believe that people would like me more if I was agreeable if I did the things and said yes to all of them. (laughs) Yeah, and then welcome in addiction. But that was just another straw on my camel's back. I think of our kids, again, when it comes to making friends, it's the prime time for this habit to develop. So for all humans, we seek to be seen, heard, and understood. And when it comes to that people-pleasing habit, All of those needs are amplified. So if you're still relying on the survival habit, it's time to start asking yourself, which one of those do you crave the most? Are you seeking to be heard, seen, or understood? Usually combo of all three, right? I want you to start looking and finding the next right step to give you exactly what you are needing. want you to look and see where this habit is showing up in your relationships. Like with all of our survival habits, we create them because we are avoiding those negative feelings. If you haven't downloaded my most recent free offering, it's not just for parents, honestly. Like this is the shit that I use to coach myself through emotions. And it's, from Meltdown to Mindfulness. And it's the kit that includes all, again, the ways that I use emotional investigation. This kit is something parents can use alongside their child. So again, it's not just for parents. You can do this for yourself. And imagine doing the exercises outlined alongside your inner child. So one of the things we talk about is looking at feelings as clues. So they aren't either negative or positive. They're just there. Again, they're clues. They're being begged for us to be looked into. I saw this quote, people pleasers start as parent pleasers. And with... (laughs) talking to people from my own life, I know that this is very, very true. Just like most of our survival habits, again, we learn them and develop them as we are growing up because we're in survival mode. They've kept us safe up until this point, but now we're starting to look at this habit square in the face and do some emotional investigation around it. So maybe the question you ask yourself is, why did I feel like my job was to... Oh, kitty, excuse you. So maybe the question you ask yourself is, why did I feel like it was my job to keep the peace? Just sit with that. Write it in your journal. Even just dictate into your phone. But I want you to try to answer these questions. And not, oh, kitty, see, I know the answers because this is the shit that I've been avoiding. Yeah, This is the time. Again, emotional investigation. I want you to really answer these questions. So what happens when I feel like I'm disliked? How do I show up? Do I try extra, extra hard to get them on my side? Or am I a bitch on purpose? (laughs) Sometimes that's me. Yep. Am I able to function knowing that this person in front of me is not my biggest fan? Look at the negative thoughts and feelings that come up when I ask these questions out loud. So for me, I'm a bitch on purpose because that keeps you at an arm's length away. And then it's my choice if I let you in or not. Right? That's what I learned when I started asking those questions. I have an old episode (laughs) on the podcast about that. And it was about my resting bitch face. Any who's in. I want you, again, to look at those negative thoughts and feelings. Just when I I say those questions out loud, like kind of like word association. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? And don't worry if you're driving and you want these questions for later. You can head to the website and download this month's guide. It includes not just journaling questions, but mantras as well to help keeping you pleasing you first. Alfred agrees. And remember, it's common sense. So I feel like when I say this next little bit, you'll be like, yeah, duh, that totally makes sense. But at the same time, I think it's hard for us to put it into practice. Like it makes sense, but at the same time, it's, it doesn't make sense. Does that make sense? I think it would help if I told you what I'm talking about. But it is that, okay, ready? <laughs> is it possible for you, you right there. You listening right now, is it possible for you to like everybody in the entire world or even everybody that you come in contact with? Yeah, not likely, right? Like there are going to be people that you're not big fans of. That's okay, right? And so it's weird because we expect everyone that comes into contact with us to be our biggest fans, right? But it's weird, again, it's weird how that people-pleasing comes up, right? Because we want everyone to like us even though we know we do not like everyone else. (laughs) Another way people-pleasing can come up in our lives is when we say yes to things and or to people that we don't want to do, see, whatever. We might say yes to things and people because their survival habit includes a fear of rejection or criticism, There's also often guilt attached to people pleasing because we feel guilty if we say no to them. So these questions are a great starting point when shifting into a thriving habit of saying yes to you first. When I started creating my values, I knew that it was important to remember to always be true to me first. This helped me become sober 11 years ago. I believed in a life I could live and that would have to come with displeasing some people to know that I stayed true to me. So that meant I stopped hanging out with people. That means when I started hanging out with new people that I would tell them, no thank you, I don't drink. And it has taken probably 10 years for me to feel comfortable saying that shit out loud because I felt, again, a fear of rejection that people wouldn't want to hang out with me because I don't drink, which means I don't know how to have a good time. (laughs) Again, we know that's not true. (laughs) In an upcoming episode, actually coming out next week. It's with a fellow big kid, Karen Stiles. And we talk about what we need in order to meet expectations. So you can find strength within yourself and really understand what you need to stay accountable in goals and just in life and that type of stuff. And I'm so excited. It's such a gooder of an episode. And we recorded it months ago. And we talk about The four tendencies, which is Gretchen Rubin's um, framework. Again, talking about what someone needs in order to feel accountable or in order to meet expectations is really what it is. Sorry. Um, So Karen and I talk about the four tendencies, which is Gretchen Rubin's framework around what people need in order to meet expectations. And so we talk about which tendency we share, but then also the tendency of our partners. And we also talk about which tendency is most likely to have this survival habit of people pleasing. So if that interests you, get excited for that episode. So, the survival habit has been so tricky because when we believe that we need to say yes to people and things, we are helping them. And sometimes we can make that be the biggest part of our story. But the survival habit is actually more selfish than helpful. We assume that we are doing what the other person wants. So, that means we're doing something good, right? But really, since our intention is to skew their perception, of us, it actually turns out to be super selfish in the end, which is, I know, not what you want. So how do we stop saying yes to shit that we hate? In one word, boundaries with ourselves and with other people. Because when you try to change the survival habit, some bitches are going to be pissed (laughs) because you're going to start saying no and they will be taken aback. And that's okay, it doesn't make you a bad person by saying no, it makes you a person that has and holds boundaries. So boundaries with others could sound like no, because X doesn't align with my values. So I had a lot of practice with this when I was hanging out with people again while I was becoming sober. I have to be very explicit and tell people that no, actually I don't drink. And I used to feel a bit of guilt around that because I thought by telling them I'm sober somehow means they're not allowed to drink and have a good time. But I'm taking responsibility from my side of the street and taking responsibility of those old survival habits, and enlisting new thriving ones, like saying no to shit I wasn't going to do. I share this example because I feel like it's an easy one to understand. My hard boundary is that I don't drink. And it has nothing to do with what you do over there, but it's good for me. So a more tangible example for most um, could be that hanging out with your crew or boo and the dreaded question comes up. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What should we watch? How many times have you heard or said, I don't care. (laughs) In the classroom, I'll ask kiddos because sometimes they'll have first middle names or they'll have a nickname. And so I'll ask them, what do you want to be called? And sometimes they'll respond with, I don't care. I respond and tell them, but it's your name and I want to call you what you would prefer. So what would that be? When we answer with I don't care, what we're saying to our brain and to ourselves is my opinions don't matter or I don't matter. This is where, again, the emotional investigation comes in because you feel the feeling and you got to start to investigate what thought is creating that feeling. And so for me, again, I wanted to be seen, but I would tell people, I don't care. Telling myself, I don't matter. It's a vicious circle, right? So when it came to wedding planning and the day of, oh man, it was such a time to learn even more about people pleasing (laughs) and this habit. Because there are so many people that Obviously, I want to please myself, our parents, the guests, the photographer, makeup, hair, right? I, I I don't know. I just want to make sure that everything is okay, right? And not just for my experience, but for everybody else as well. On one side of the coin, I knew that I needed help because we were moving up our wedding by over a year. So I knew that I couldn't do this on my own. I also knew which people pleasers were around in my life that I knew would say, yes, I asked anything for, but I knew that I needed people that understood that my love language is acts of service and that this is where their intentions were coming from and not to please the bride. And so that is how I manage things. I looked at all of the things that we wanted and all of the things that we needed, and I reached out and I asked for help from those that I know. One, love me. (laughs) But two, again, understand that acts of service is how they show or how I feel love. So on the other side of the coin... (laughs) On the other side of the people-pleasing coin, I was able to practice telling people what I wanted, saying it out loud, to be seen, to be heard, to be understood. So that meant I had to trust my decisions alongside trusting the people that I was asking for help from. I looked at time realistically, not one person, being me, could do all of the things. So who would be the best at what? Okay, so when it comes to Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, spoiler alert, I'm a questioner by nature. So that means I am asking all of the questions, like what are all of the possibilities? What could go down? <laughs> who, again, would be the best for what? So I always consider all of the possibilities. So I find it exhausting when people question, again, my decisions because I've spent so much time thinking about what I wanted. I had had to literally tell or show people what I was wanting. So seeing and respecting both sides of this people-pleasing coin helped me feel like I had my shit in control because, again, all of my intentions were from a pure place and in a place where I wanted to not only give love, but receive love as well. And it, again, helped me feel like I had my empowerment back and like I could say what I wanted and the people that I was telling knew exactly what I wanted (laughs) and that was okay. And for my people pleasers in the life, just knowing where to again, put those boundaries. And that really helped with de-stressing the day of the wedding. So I would look for control in my classroom and my relationships and everywhere else I could. And I was just super tired and annoyed a lot of the time. And it was because I was trying to control things that were out of my control. (sighs) aka other people. (laughs) So knowing that the other people are outside of my circle of control, I was looking for things within my reach. So really to help me find my power back, I would focus on things that, again, were within my control. And the ones that I focused most of my time on was my time (laughs) and then also working on my thoughts. I've always been the type to get shit done right away. And I've kind of been a freak when it comes to time management. Again, I planned my wedding in three months. But I was the kid that was anxiously awaiting our agenda at the start of the school year so I could write all of the things in it. But this also created thoughts for me, including that when I fill it up, it fills me up. But this was cultivating, again, another survival habit of worthiness. And this only showed up for me when I was doing that emotional investigation. So I really want you to look at these questions and do your own emotional investigation. So as a student, when we would get projects assigned, we would always have time to finish them. And I found that all of my classmates were able to leave it to the night before. And this would drive me bananas because as the teacher was explaining exactly what the project was, I was already writing out my to-do list in my agenda. And when I would talk to my friends, they would tell me how they were up all night doing and finishing the project. And we would talk about the time we both spent. Doing the project. And ultimately, it was the same amount of time. It was just when we chose to do things that made the difference. So if, again, you want to come and hang out with me. So again, if you want to come and hang out as I set myself up for the month of October, sign up for the setup sessions happening on Sunday, September 27th. (laughs) I hold these every month and they're usually the last Sunday of the month. So if you can't come to September's, sign up for October. All right. Right here, right now, I want to take you through a really quick little mindset check meditation. So I'm just going to lead us through a a quick little do of different affirmations or mantras to help you cultivate more self-pleasing thoughts to replace the ones of people-pleasing ones. So if you have that feeling in your gut that comes in, I will say yes, even though I don't want to. I want you to say this shit instead, all right? So whatever speaks loudest to you, keep it, pick it up, put it in your heart pocket, and don't feel bad for the ones that you leave along the way, all right? All right, friends, wherever you are, I want you to sit in a comfortable seat. Feel your seat connect To the floor. What can you hear around you? Notice your breathing. Take a deep breath with me now. In through your nose and out through your mouth. One more just like that. Let your eyelids feel heavy. Maybe they close or they just Gaze down into your lap. Just focus on your breath. And say in your head or out loud, I love me. My opinion matters. I am enough. What I do is enough. And what I have is enough. I am grateful. I am proud of myself. I have the power to create change. I choose kindness. I am thankful for what my body can do. I am love. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your nose. And your next deep breath in. I want you to stretch like a good morning stretch. So maybe your elbows come up and your arms reach up towards the sky. Take another deep breath in. As you breathe out, lower your hands to your lap. Friends, that brings us to the end of this episode. I want to thank you so much for showing up here for me and ultimately for yourself. As a reminder, you can go to the website and download this month's guide where it includes a list of emotional investigation questions all around the people-pleasing habit, as well as mantras and affirmations like these ones and others not included in today's meditation so go download that free bad boy all right friends thanks for showing up i'm excited to talk to you soon please also it would be so awesome if you could rate and review this podcast if you love it if it's helped you at all i would love for other people to see it and one way we can do that is by rating and reviewing so thank you again (sighs) have a great day friends thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of big kid as you travel through the world this week remember kindness drives change and we're all on a journey and the best part is that we're not alone sign up for the newsletter to get my formula to add more mindfulness into your day and every month i send out a guidebook that helps you shift from your surviving habits to thriving ones Join the Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at Big Kid Pod, where the conversations live on. You can even leave me a good old-fashioned voice message over in the show notes at kdccoaching.com. Sending you so much Filipino-Canadian love. Talk to you soon.